We join the Super Legit crew before the show as they talk about recipe websites and AI. You're trained just to like zoom right to the bottom. Right, exactly. Which means like it really is like, Jen, what you said, like it's computers talking to computers. Yeah. Yep. Like if people have been like, OK, you're yeah, like we we are allowed to skip this. Yep. Yes, because the, the computer is really it's like you it's like. Remember that movie Tron from a million years ago? Yes. It's like that. It's like your computer represents you, but mm -hmm. it isn't you. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so right. what it's doing is it's going, it's speaking to this other thing to make it be the top thing that comes up for you because the more keywords that are in it for the topic yeah. that are related to the topic, that's why it will go to the top of and your Google, you know, search. And then that's, it doesn't matter what you are looking for as the human. Even the computers know how to read the computer bullshit and skip past it, too, because like I have I have an app on my phone called Paprika, which is this great app for collecting recipes. And okay. you can link and you can just copy and paste a link to any recipe you want into it, and it will copy and paste the recipe into the app for you to hold on to it. And even it knows how to skip all of the bullshit background story oh. of your grandmother's trip from <laughs> from the old country <laughs> and how she used to spend every summer making this dish for you. And it just includes the important parts. So even it can figure out how to, how to skip all of that. D so we once, none of it's necessary. At an old like job, we once had two interns who left on the same day who destroyed our computer system. And the way <laughs> they did it was. Like they both set an out of office message because they were leaving. Oh, boy. And then after one of them set their out of office message, they sent an email to the other one. <sighs> and so what happened was it sent an out of office message. And then yep. the other email account got that out of office message and sent an out of office message. <laughs> and then infinity occurred. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Google is. Like that's the internet at this yep. point. Is just this ping pong of meaningless conversation between computers. It'll uh. be all that's left when we're gone. <laughs> It'll still be. No, I have been like I, I last night. I like started playing around with that like chat GPT or whatever. Oh, I've been meaning to AI yeah. thing, and it it really is troubling. Like how, like you know, the the, the best one I put in there was uh, write a very drunk robot filled with regrets and <laughs> when it had a line where the robot said uh and why i why i screw everything up why can't i do things perfectly the way i was programmed to i'm like fuck that's good writing wow God damn. <laughs> that's wild like that fuck man yeah like i got nothing to offer now <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh man, like I feel like a typewriter repairman, like as a writer. Like, <laughs> oh god damn it. We need an episode of the podcast written exclusively by the chatbot. <laughs> I, I could, yeah, I, I think it would, it would do well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Are we ready to, uh, to really record this? Yeah. Yes. I feel okay. like I yes. can't hear Chris Compton very well, but I'm, maybe that's not oh, my hand. Do I need to turn yeah, up? Yeah, maybe let's yeah. play with yours again, Chris. Uh, yeah. See yeah, if uh, maybe 5. maybe two percent instead of one percent. <laughs> All right, I got it to one point one. There we go. Great. Right. Right. Better. I can hear so, you. Well. So far, that's okay. better. Yeah. Chris Compton, the white milk of podcasting. Two percent. <laughs> <laughs> the great white noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, where's SMB right now? I thought you were the white noise. Okay.
There's a back, little British everyone. fuck you in there. To oh. <laughs> 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 another episode of the Super Legit Podcast. Echo. Podcast. Echo. Echo. Yes. Uh, we have surrounding me this week, we've got Chris Sanders. Hi. Chris Compton. Hi. Chris Jen Burton. Hi. Chris Michael Hyman. Hi. Chris Steven C. James. Hi. And Chris Josh Spence. Hi. All right. I am your host, Chris Jet Kaufman. Hi. Uh, no, that was, that was, uh, okay. All right. Uh, okay, try this one again. That's me, Chris Jet Kaufman. Hi. 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 Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, well done, everyone. What do you see? We launch into the question. Let's just let's just hit the hit the ground running, as they say. I have a question. What is the question? <laughs> uh, beautiful. Well timed. Perfect. Perfectly done, Josh Spence. The question this week is: Hi. What's great about being an adult that wasn't even on your radar as a kid. And so, yeah, you know, basic uh, idea here. We always have those ideas of childhood implies... of a, what, what's going to be amazing to be an adult. But this implies there's great stuff about being an adult. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, Uh-oh. yeah, but because I mean, it, the world was such a different place when we were all children. Literally, yeah, that's true. So it's like I, your perception of of what it m- meant to be an adult in the time we were children is so different of like oh. what your expectations were so different. Whereas if you're a, a child point, now yeah. today, seeing your parents and what they're doing is, is it's a totally different world of what oh. children right now are thinking, what adults yeah. are capable of, or, hmm. you know, just what to expect as an adult, just to bitch and moan. I mean, I feel like being an adult in the eighties or a kid today is awesome. Cause if I was an adult in the eighties, childcare wouldn't kiss to, consist of, me just blowing my smoke slightly away from my child's face while I was drinking with my friends as they like stuck forks in the electrical sockets and I hung out <laughs> with my buddies, uh, especially as a guy too. Mm-hmm. being a dad would basically mean like my parenting skills would be uh, making sure that I hit the kid as soon as I got home and didn't right, have to yeah. make my wife wait. Uh, whereas being a child now is like full on therapeutic discussions about my feelings instead of being smacked across the face for forgetting to turn off a light switch. Um, so yeah, I feel like, uh, I really, uh, picked up at the part where it's just like, oh man, I did, I did it backwards. I did the kid part where <laughs> corporal punishment was a thing and yes. I did the adult part where it would have to be something where it's like, I've got to figure out how to honor the feelings of a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but that it is, it is interesting to see like a five-year-old now, like actually talking about feelings as if they are like a 50 year old therapist. <laughs> yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And like, and, and like I am, which I'm totally for. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 When they're like, you know, like, Oh, you know, when I was a kid, we didn't get participation trophies. Yeah. That sucked. That really yeah. sucked. Like I would have <laughs> loved a participation trophy. Like somebody yeah. noticed I was there. <laughs> I'll, I'll get notes from my son on communication. And it's like, yeah, dad. Stop talking yeah. jet. <laughs> Super. Hey, Billy. I just wanted to say, you didn't win the race, but I have something for you. It's a memento to show you that we all know you exist. You were here. You did this. And that's important. I have to say, 
This is the first time I felt like my presence has actually meant something as opposed to just being an obligation that uh, my like my parents had to kind of like deal with. But this first time I feel like I'm being honored as a human being with human emotions who's actually left a mark on a single situation. Yes. Can we have the ring cookies, by the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The ring cookies are yours. Oh, but make sure you. uh, Yeah. You got to wash your hands because I just you're picking your nose the entire time you said that. Um, I want to say I honor you. Excuse me. Here is your trophy. Yes. Can I? I'm still waiting to get my trophy. Yes. Darren. Yes. I bequeath this trophy unto you. Right. You came in second place. Oh, bequeath. But that means. (laughs) He totally said bequeath. (laughs) Sorry, God. But you, Darren, worked hard enough to be here and distinguish yourself amongst everyone else. Here is a trophy. Know that we honor your effort and your presence. <laughs> effort. <laughs> uh, hey, it says part- participant. I, I, I actually ranked seven. Everybody gets a participant trophy. So okay, but I are all seven. participants. Okay. Yeah. Hi, I just here. happened to be um, walking by, and I noticed that you were giving out trophies, and I was Excuse me. if I could May- get one. Yes. Here, let me... Here. You My name's have Sarah. observed this event. <laughs> this is... Uh, I didn't actually even see it, but yeah. But I'm observing you now. Wow. Here is a trophy for you to oh, acknowledge you. your place in this world. A, a, a sensei? Like, what about thank my buddy... So what about my buddy Brad? He's doing awesome commentary. Doesn't he get an award? Brad? No, I don't need You one. get maybe yeah, the Brad. highest award here. He said There is a moment in every child's life that is magical that they can't turn away from. And today you provided that. You introduced an entire group of nine-year-old boys to the word queef. Most of them will never know what it means. Most of them will ruin relationships by using the word incorrectly. But today they heard that word, and that's why you get our queef trophy, Mr. Sanderson. Uh, I just Sensei want... Sanderson. Oh, t- sorry, sorry. Uh, um, but I appreciate that you, uh, instead of correcting me, just uplifting my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Um, we we know, understand that as a teacher, you are undervalued by society and are just blamed for the things that parents don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And. So we understand that it is both demeaning you and taking away from the immense contribution that you've made. And so we all got together to come up with something to validate your existence and the contribution you make and to understand that what you are doing in this moment is the core duty of humanity. And so we got you this $5 Starbucks gift card. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's okay to as an, educa- as an educator, the hours and hours that I put in are pennies on the dollar for what I earn. And this $5 Starbucks gift card is cool. your way of acknowledging me. Aww. Well, Sensei, and- it, 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 gets, it gets better than that. Like, you've given out so many trophies to all of us. We actually have a trophy for you. So if you just fill out this form with your name and like you put your title on it and you go to the trophy store and you pay $25, they will give you a trophy of your choosing. Oh, because the most important trophies are the ones that we get ourselves. Queen. 
Legit. That's legit. <laughs> oh no! We broke Stan- we broke Sanders. He can't That's escape the character. <laughs> we got it. We got it. He broke through the scene. Oh no! Sanders has gone full Daniel Day Lewis on us. So I, I know I do this regularly as a bit, but I actually kind of do mean it at the time. Say the question again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's <laughs> what's great about being an adult that wasn't even on your radar as a kid? Oh, okay. So. For me, I think when it was, when is it was growing young, that sweet mustache? It it sure as shit is, man. I am yeah. so happy about this. Yeah, because I can't grow any other facial hair, so I am just gonna grow, just grow this, what you can. This like Andy Reid walrus mustache. Wait, is that genuine? That is that genuine? Because that would mean that you didn't at all at any time during boyhood adolescence like yearn for bodily hair. Oh, I I totally did. I. It's it's all scraggly and patchy. It's 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 not good. Yeah, I I'm I'm that not wasn't like my I... answer. I do have an answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Didn't mean to derail you. No, 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 that's your answer. That's the what do you get? Go ahead, Compton. What are you saying? Oh, I was just gonna say I'm with you because it like I've tried to grow facial hair and like the minute I try to grow facial hair, people like come up to me and try to buy cotton candy. Like, <laughs> I go from zero to carny and that's it. Um <laughs> Uh, so to answer the question, kind of uh, maybe this might be a little too deep or whatever, but I think for That's me, so much of it of growing up was, especially if you have like a, a negative parental role model growing up, it's, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not going to grow up like this. I'm not going to grow up and do that. I am yeah. going to make sure I don't act like whatever my dad was acting like. The cool thing is once you kind of, and it's going to take time. But like if you eventually learn to let go of that and kind of like do whatever you need to do, call it forgiveness or let it go or whatever it be, you can actually just grow up and do whatever it is that you you feel like. So it's kind of like you grow you have these thoughts of growing up. Oh, I have to be an adult. But hey, you know what? You can do things that are childlike and give you joy, collecting Power Rangers, doing improv, doing comics, whatever it is you like. And you keep that childish energy in that that artistic mm-hmm. streak going and i think it's a wonderful thing yeah i agree yeah i i will say that that is you know i was bitching and moaning about being an adult in this world but the advent of the nerdy things that were unacceptable is when i was a kid mm-hmm. to being like now the mainstream mm-hmm. is really cool the fact that like there there's a luke cage tv show mm. where yeah. Like, yeah. you know where it's, it's a good like, one too yeah, and it's like when I was a kid, I, I when I was watching that show, I was like, "What if this show had been on, and this popular yeah. when I was twelve? Yeah. What would my world have been like if that was something that I was like, oh, this is something everyone loves that I also love." I was at the park with my daughter the other day, and she was like playing on the playground, and she heard some other kid like meanly call another kid a nerd. Mm-hmm. And so she asked me about it after she's like, that's mean, isn't it? And I was like, I was going to start to say yes. And mm-hmm. then I was like, well, actually, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is the, the first two words every nerd statement starts with. Yeah, right? actually, <laughs> actually, that's that, the, the word actually is a word that means a nerd's about to lie. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, that's not true. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. But uh, but no, no, I was like, now that you mention it, uh, I have been in an improv group called Nerdvana for the past 
15 years mm-hmm. um, with your Uncle Steven. And like, and we yeah, are the so, epitome you know of cool. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a thing that people try to make mean that you can just kind of take on and say, I'm like, this is, this is basically all the qualities that are now validated uh, by society. So mm-hmm. like, yeah. but it was a nice, it was a nice turnaround to like, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to get her like a, like nerd girl shirt. Cause she can like, you know, she can take on that word if she wants, but, um, <laughs> Uh, but it, but it was nice that like like right off the bat like yeah you know this is a defanged concept. I, I completely agree. I, last weekend uh, there was like a buy nothing group in my area, and I happened to like get like the surround sound stereo thing from the TV, and it happened to be a guy I know, uh, this guy uh, Jay Root, and uh, and I go over to the house, and his kids are there, and his kids like playing this game, and he and I are chatting, and his son is like, "Hey, Dad, what was the name of the guy?" I'm making this roller coaster and I'm going to name it after the guy in, um, in guardians of the galaxy. What's his name? And his dad's like Yondu, but his full name is Yondu. And then he gave his full name and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And the kid was like, dad, how did you know that? And his dad was like, I'm a nerd son. I just know. And his (laughs) kid was like, yeah, (laughs) you know, like what it was like, yeah, that's right. My dad's got superpowers. He knows the full names of comic book guys. It's like, yeah, that's really cool. It's like, it's, it's, it's his sports. You know, it's his thing that like when I was growing up and like somebody's dad can name like all the starting quarterbacks for the Dallas Cowboys all the way until their inception. That was Mm -hmm. his version of cool. And now it's just like, uh, yeah, I know every actor who's ever played Batman. Right. Starting go. Oh, me? (laughs) Oh no, no, that's in theory. But <laughs> well, actually, well, actually, well, actually, maybe I could. Let me. <laughs> it sucks that during our our childhood and well into adolescence, I mean, it took a long time until, um, you know, nerd really f- fell off as a derogatory and just kind of became accepted as like. Before nerd was accepted, it was like jock or just sports knowledge was the only accepted knowledge. Mm-hmm. And uh, that even in movies, like movies like nerds, only the, the, the climax was that the nerds did things that jocks did. Right. It's like, yeah, and they were finally they can be accepted. as good as jocks yeah. too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. They committed statutory rape. They're in. <laughs> right. Oh God! Oh, you're so right. Oh, that's uh, so horrifying. It's all. It's terrible. Yeah, no, it is. And awful. it's it's so much. It's just such a better landscape now that, like, yeah, if you if you're good at sports, great. If you're good at knowing the made up statistics about sports, also great. If yeah. you're good at knowing everyone that's played Batman. Also super fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, and two fantasy sports is a thing where it's like finally sports was like, all right, nerds, you win. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Oh, and uh by the way, Stephen C. James, um, I think you meant to say Adam West, Kevin Conroy, Michael Keaton, Diedrich Bader, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, and Robert Pattinson <laughs> and Bruce Greenwood. Yeah. Hey, Diedrich Bader. Yeah, yes. in in Harley Quinn. Clearly. Oh, right wow. okay. Yeah. yeah. I feel like all of these are very different. And then, from and, mine, though. and the new movies, it's Lee Greenwood, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a very conservative Batman. 
Uh, what, what, what are you picturing there, Jen? I'm just thinking like uh, these things, like the idea of nerds and jocks when I was a kid, it was very male dominated. There, yeah. For girls, it was kind of like different. It was just either you were one of the mean popular girls or you were not. Mm-hmm. And not, and then there was like, and most of the women, women, when we were in fourth grade, um, <laughs> We're Ladies, like in women. we're little women. In, <laughs> little, little women well, um, with no teeth. Little women. Tales, tales um, of fourth grade women. Most most of the girls like sort of existed in this middle space, and then there was like a few at the very bottom who like you know really struggled. But it was there was no like real barometer for it. Just didn't exist the same way that it did in sort of the male world, hmm. and it was like. Um, there were smart girls and there were, I don't know. It, I feel like sometimes that, that, that whole thing of like the nerds and the jocks, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's, it's very male, very male. Mm-hmm. And women or girls were kind of just like, I think this is going to tie into actually what, how I want to answer the question, which is that I think I, when I was a girl or very young, everything that I was girl. taught a little girl, mm-hmm. um, I was taught that like, everything that was shoved into my tiny girl brain was like, find a boy who likes you period. There was no other story. And I remember being um, tiny and like all of my interests were sort of strange. Well, when I was little, Um, all of my interests were strange. Like I really liked being in the woods. I really loved reading. I, I (laughs) which is Uh, like, it's strange to like to read. Right. Yeah, but right. no girls that yeah. I knew that age liked mm-hmm. to read. Mm-hmm. They didn't. No, they, I was made they're... fun of at that age too for reading. It was the weirdest thing. Well, they openly else. mocked Belle for Beauty and the Beast. That's the glass menagerie. Like, oh, she's a she's a shut in. She likes to read and be off on her own. She'll never <laughs> yeah. have value for a man. <laughs> she's a real right. Emily Dickinson situation. <laughs> um, yeah, there was no like commentary on it. It's just interesting to me just listening to you talk. I'm like, yeah, I know all of these things. They just weren't a part of my like world. I think I found growing, I didn't realize how much I would appreciate being an adult who is a single person living alone and that mm. that would be okay. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. only would that be okay, but it's it would be awesome fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like having a whole queen bed to myself mm-hmm. to like just, Fart. Do a full, yeah, fart yeah. right into the matches as much as I want. Nobody around. Mm-hmm. And then just like do like starfish roll. What, you know, yeah. and I got to make, what? <laughs> you know, do the starfish where you just yeah. do that. Spread out. The spread. Uh, yeah. Anyway, nerd. I, it's, it's I, admi- actually, I admire you. <laughs> I, I it's admire actually you. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I completely concur. I share a queen bed with my wife and a dog. Uh, and, and the number of times a week when I wake up cold and uncovered. Um, uh, is innumerable. My question, though, is not that you have to represent um, every single woman in the world, but if you'd like, later on in the conversation, you can make me resent all black people. uh, So that way it will be even. Um, How does one move (laughs) up in the hierarchy of being a young lady like that? Because the way you did it as a boy when I was growing up, it was sports or violence. It was like either you bested someone at sports or Mm -hmm. beat someone up and suddenly everybody was like, now you're cool. No, that's still how it happens. Um, oh, no, I'm sure it is. Yeah, that's how it is for girls still. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I, it all had to do with the pre-established um, hierarchy. 
Okay. So that for and it was usually just the hot girls, honestly. It was just like the hot girls, and yeah. if you were friends with the hot girls, then you were mm. suddenly popular, and if you weren't, then you weren't. I mean, are I mean, there medium girls? I'm I'm just yes. gonna politely ask that we don't talk about fourth graders as hot girls. Shut up, Jet. We're doing a scene. <laughs> <laughs> Super. All rise. The court of life is now in session. Rabble, 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 rabble. The honorable. Judge Schaefer presiding. <clears throat> Welcome. Um, uh, this is an unusual case. Uh, I just want to, uh, defending uh, the case of all women, uh, uh, you, Miss Burton, um, you represent all women. Uh, this was your choice. Uh, I had no say in this. Uh, yes. And representing men is... Um, Really much, pretty much anybody they decide to, to bring in. Um, so, you know, uh, they got uh, anybody they, they want here. They they got Burt Lancaster. Um, I saw him in the hallway. Um, they got they got uh, Adam West. Um, they got pretty much everyone that played Batman um, is here. But um, since the odds are not in your favor, um, uh, we're going to give uh, first open remarks to you. So go ahead, defend women. Okay. Um, I would just like to say on behalf of all women that we're um, just physically weaker, so it's harder for us to fight. Here, here. And it's my understanding that if I want to move up in the world, I either have to violently attack someone or I have to just have a lot of money. Like these are the things I understand about men. And I just don't, I, I'm, I just I would think like what to... she's de- trying to describe right now is the glass oh, look, ceiling. It's Charlton Heston. I, I, I think she's trying to describe this, this concept that we have in society well, where women can't move up above a certain level, uh, but you can't really tell that that's the case. It's just, it's just. I'm sorry, I'm talking to this chair right here. That uh, this chair represents oh, it's uh, men. Uh, yes. Uh, Council sorry. Heston, get to the point. Uh, I think he's just doing a little mansplaining. Your Honor, wow. we would like to call up another character witness. Your Honor, we'd like to call forward Burt Lancaster. Hey, uh, I, well, hey, Burt, how, hey. how how's how's the how's the family? Hey, hey, hey real good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the lady over there. <laughs> Can you not do those movements at me? <laughs> yeah. uh, I would just, I would just like, oh, hang, hang on there, Mr. Lancaster. I would just like to say, please direct those toward the jury. Shut up, Jet. Mr. Lancaster, I, I just, I, hey. it's such an honor to meet you. Yeah. I just, I, I, can I get an autograph? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Hancock. Oh, you know, and I, I got to tell you, your favorite movie, my favorite movie of yours is. Uh, Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Can you just name some of the movies you've been in? <laughs> oh, yeah. Here in eternity. Just a re- really any any movie you've been in. From here to eternity. That's a, that's a good one. You know, hey, ooh, forever. <laughs> but I, 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 I'm not quite getting you. It's like getting a little uh, a little mumbly there. Can, 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 can you, can you... <laughs> oh, man, that's just the voice. It's like, oh. It's a voice that I loved so much. Hearing that one line. What's that line that you said? Ah, um, a, what's that one famous quote of yours? Oh, from here, forever. <laughs> <laughs> to eternity. 
That, but it's a little mumbly, little mumbly. Didn't quite get it. Hey, you know, you know. Ah, that's the sweet smell of success. Ah, oh, wow. Mm. I, I just gotta say, it is such an honor to meet you, and I, I, I'm just so proud to meet like somebody who has been part of such a famous Hollywood it couple. Uh, you, uh, 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 what's your wife's name? <laughs> My wife. I'm sorry, what was that? Are you, are you talking about Liz? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> talking about Liz, cool. Great to meet you, Liz. That was very nice to meet you. He, uh, well, my, name, my name's actually Claire. It's fine. Oh, oh, oh it's, well, even better. He calls me Liz. Even better and to I meet just, you. I'm just excited he calls me a girl name. Sometimes he just calls me from here to eternity. <laughs> so I just, I'm just happy he knows my name today. <laughs> that is, oh, you... You have such a great way with words and such a great memory. I mean, not as much as Mr. Lancaster here, of course, but what a wonderful, what a, what a wonderful memory you have of your husband's films. Uh, what was your favorite? Who was your favorite co-star in From Here to Eternity? Mr. Oh. Lancaster. Oh, you're asking Bert. Go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, obviously it's, you know, uh, the lady. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Deborah Kerr, of course. <laughs> Oh, all right. There we go. Uh, Ms. Burton, I just want to say it's such an honor to interview you today. Oh, you. Um, obviously, you're one of the writers of our time. Um, we're really excited Obvious. to hear. We're really excited to hear about your upcoming film, Medium Woman. Can you tell us about that? Oh yeah. Okay. So, Medium Woman is about an average everyday woman who is not hot, um, and that pretty much covers it. That's the whole story. She's just a not hot woman navigating the world. It's sort of slights of life, and um, she never meets anybody. She uh-huh. she works for herself and oh. makes her own money, and she spends her nights at home. You know, she makes frozen meals and sits in front of the fire and and reads books. Uh, Phil, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut right here right here on the recording. Um, if we could just in- interject, I think we do have a, a clip that um marketing sent for her so if you could just work that in um it's a real real quick from the film um but if you just work that in the conversation okay oh All great right. great great yeah yeah so sure. uh ms burton right ms. yes thank you thanks for saying it in the angry way that people like to say it and with with a lot of judgment and like that you failed as a woman because you don't have children and you're not married or anything and, Kind of sounds like a bee that's about to sting you, like right in the face. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's me. Okay, I just want to make sure I have that pronounced right. Yeah. You got to get as many Z's as possible until the woman passes out. Burton. Yes. Now, originally, this film was going to be called The Starfish. Could you provide anything on that? Yeah, that's uh, that's a starfish is a situation where a single medium woman flying oh. in her bed and just enjoying the fact that no one else is there, and so she there's just no man there. There's no man there. There's no one there. It's just her in her bed, which normally would be depicted as sad. But I've decided to put carnival music under that section of the film, and she just reaches her arms out and her legs out to each corner of the bed and just like. Does a big sigh of happiness that no one is there to rock the bed or fart in her in the night, and it's great. <laughs> it's wonderful. We have a little clip here if you want to watch it. Hey, um, it's me. I, 
I was at the airport, and I realized I couldn't leave without saying goodbye to you. Because I don't want to say goodbye to you. Jen, I came all this way to say, will you marry me? Oh, wow. Well, Tom, this is so sweet of you. This is such a nice thing. And I guess I would have to say, are you insane? No, I do not oh, want to marry you. You're, you're good, like, on your own? You're, you're cool? Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm very oh. good. I mean, normally I would say yes because I've been trained in, mm-hmm. to say yes. Oh, um, but I'm just, but thank you. This is so sweet. Oh, these flowers for, for me? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll just take these. Thanks. Yeah. Um, wow. I can't believe this. I guess I should try to rebook my flight. I, I didn't know that you would have the reaction of such a medium woman. All right. I'm going to. Well, that's what I am, Tom. That's what I put on the dating site. I don't even know I was on there, <laughs> to be honest. Well, just know that I respect you as a person and honor every wish and hope the best for your future. Thank you, Tom. Goodbye forever. There's still one hour and 45 minutes of this film remaining. (laughs) Respectfully, bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. And that's the end of the clip. Oh. No, uh, I believe Phil, there's some. Phil, there you go, Phil. I was uh, you. You were supposed to jump back in right there, but it's okay. You know, oh, this was, isn't I, a live show. Oh, so oh, my bad. Yeah. I was wait, I was waiting to see. If I know there was you some, were still you were still I was reeling waiting to after see if there was some type of blooper wrong way. Like someone so, says the line wrong. No, like, there's no bloopers. The rest of, like, of the film is actually silent because she's alone for the next hour and forty-five minutes. Oh, of the film. so it's. So it's like an That's... art piece, Ms. Okay, Phil, we're really debating your continued <laughs> employment here. So I feel like um, he didn't like this film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she didn't marry the guy. I don't yeah, know but, that he uh, watched it. That's the it. whole thing. I, yeah, I don't think he did either. That's really great. She After that, she says no to the marriage. Kid. And then she goes home and she makes herself a microwave meal. And then it's just like four or five or six months of that. Just bliss, starfishing in the bed and reading books, and then now um, that's a good title, ladies and gentlemen. The winner this year, the best picture here at the Academy of Rewards, is oh my gosh! See, this is what happens when we start letting women into the Academy. Media Woman, a film directed uh, by Jen Burton, starring Jen Burton, edited by Jen Burton, and and some would say lived by Jen Burton. Let's hear it for her. Get up here. Get up here. Get up here. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Thank you. Tonight, Jen Burton is wearing whatever the fuck she wants. I'm Tonight, I'm wearing my home jeans, which I haven't washed in weeks, and uh, my rattiest but most comfortable bra, and uh, my long sleeve shirt for home wear. <laughs> anyway, I just want to say thank you to everyone who watched this film. Um, and thanks for the awards. And I really need to be getting home because I don't enjoy talking to people. Good night, everybody. <laughs> see you. See you later. Have a good one. She's my hero. Legit. 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 Uh, one uh, day, Jen. I feel one catharsis day. and also yeah. deep shame. This is the Jen Burton episode. That's the name of the episode, the Jen oh, Burton episode. I don't think it, I could be any more proud different. of you than I am right now. 
I've been in the same Captain America pajama bottoms um, since yesterday. Um, awesome, it, dude. I, I have real appreciation for that. I have to say, like, if you want to know how Hollywood thinks about women who are not in relationships, realize that they once made a movie called Single White Female, and it's about a crazy person who murders. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. They're all like that. I was actually just thinking about that recently, and then I will shut up. The movie Romancing the Stone First starts- First of all, you do not need to shut up. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The movie Romancing huh? the Stone starts with this woman who is a mm-hmm. novelist yep. mm-hmm. who lives at home alone, mm-hmm. has a cat, is totally successful, has her own apartment in New York. Yep. She's a beautiful home. She's got it all. She's, she's, she finishes writing her latest novel, eats with her cat, throws the plates in the fire, <laughs> and then that- is supposed to be like her life is shit. That's someone who needs and then her life by the, fixed. Yeah, she She's needs her life. She's just missing something, though. Yeah. She's just missing something. And then the rest of the film is about her just finding, chasing, successfully mm. landing a dude. Yeah. Who is just chaos and awfulness. And then the end of the movie is her hair is down. Her hair is down. She's holding groceries at the end of that movie. Right. So she's already started her uh, homemaking job. Domestication is Her begun. domestication. She looks hotter. <laughs> there's no writing she's right. dealing with the men on the street in this really like sexy like flirty way and then guy shows up with a boat and she climbs on it and then they literally drive i don't know who's driving that boat but it drives down the street with the two of them kissing on the top yep. of this boat mm-hmm. and then like that's the end of her life yeah. as a yeah her life was great she finally made it she yep. finally made it to yes. what i don't know anyway sorry I'll shut up now. Twas the 80s, early 90s, a different time. True. When women were women and men owned everything. Wait. (laughs) I feel like that's also now. Before this renaissance. I feel like if my life was going to be a movie, it would be very much like the beginning of Trading Places. Like two rich people are making a bet and I'm suckered in for a dollar. But I, we were just watching the world's worst Christmas movie, uh, which is called Christmas on Mistletoe Farm. Oh, uh, and oh, it's God. like it's what? like kind of like a Hallmark that's an unfortunate place to have to work. Yep, yes. yep. Lots but of like, kids. You know, it, it's yeah. like lots of sexual lots of lawsuits. Nonstop making out there. It's one of those like you know like busy Why all the mistletoe person with important height? job comes to a small town kind of like movies. <laughs> but the thing is. Everyone in this town, like the writing is amazing because the word worst is a comparative word. So to make a script in which everyone is the worst character (laughs) requires such exactitude for them all to be so equally as terrible. Um, But like everyone in it is like, like you change the music and this is a horror movie. And I'm watching this movie going like, why don't you respect this person's career? They worked really hard to get there. Um, and it was like, oh, yeah, just like what a like what a like the what I can actually see in that now of like uh, like like just what are these awful, selfish people who want to force this person into their one tiny, yeah. narrow, small town idea of what is positive? Yeah, I want to see the Hallmark movie where that career woman goes back to her small town oh, and talks oh, oh. talks the the guy into into going back to the big city with her, and following his bliss of becoming a corporate lawyer. Oh, okay. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna spoil it because I think I just dropped this into the chat. 
but there was an Amy Schumer sketch that has been making in the rounds from this week. Where is, do you guys want to gonna watch it later? Or do you want me to give, go ahead and give away the ending? Give it away. I give it oh, away. Oh, it's so good. Give it away, give it away. So we'll we'll speak Hallmark on behalf movie. of our entire audience and say, give it away. Okay. Um, so it's this, uh, uh, Ellie Kemper um, <clears throat> plays this young lady who is like business lady. And Amy Schumer is her sister who's back in their hometown and says like, well, you got to come home for Christmas. And she runs into the guy who works at the tree lot who she broke up with in high school. And he had dreams of becoming an artist, but he never did. He never left the town. And like, she's so busy with work. She doesn't really see anything. And then we see her in this scene and she's like, you know, now she's dressed like somebody from the town, like it's going mm -hmm. through this trailer. And she's like, yeah, you know, and he's like, hey, I thought your flight was today. And she's like, no, I decided to stick around. And he's like, well, wow, that's great. She's like, yeah, you know, I really started to think about what matters. And he's like, yeah, like all lives. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, like all lives matter. <laughs> Um, and she's like, wait, excuse me? And then it cuts to the rest of town and she sees like the big Trump signs and like the big like, you know, unite the right and all that stuff. Uh. And it's like, oh, that's right. I left for a reason. Oh, now I remember. <laughs> I went to the big city for a reason. That's right. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> I See, I think like to me, realistic Hallmark movie would be him going like, oh, man, I got to get out of this fucking town. <laughs> yeah. Like. If I've tried for years to leave this goddamn town, uh, like that's that's the real movie is the person in the small town who is done with this. Yeah. yeah, I will say like to me, like the best thing, like if you talk about like being a kid, like being like a little older, like a teenager, uh, like to me, the best thing about being an adult that I didn't realize as a teenager is not having to be right about anything. <laughs> yeah. Like when I was like, you know, 16, I was like, fiery crusader like yep. i have to like be like the you know be be the person who's right like correcting everybody be uh, be that asshole in every situation and like as an adult now it's like i am wrong yeah like, oh man i <laughs> no 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 i was like i was completely wrong i've been saying i've been saying ben ben affleck's name wrong for the last 30 years like i am wrong about almost everything Wait, uh, and it's such it? a relief. Uh, uh, I said uh, Ben Affleck, Affleck. <laughs> because <laughs> oh, but because I like before that I ran into Ben Affleck, I ran into Bella Fleck and the Flecktones. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, but it's like it's such a relief to yeah. not have to like carry the burden of like being right in every situation. Yeah, uh, and like oh, that is the great superpower of adulthood. Mm. Uh, speaking of not being right in every situation, Michael Hyman, uh, you have an ad for us this week. You, you know, on that note, I really want to defend my choice as Burt Lancaster to think he was married <laughs> to Elizabeth Taylor uh, <laughs> because Elizabeth Taylor, this is appropriate for, for the Jen Burton episode, was married, of course, to uh, Richard Burton. No. Ah, yeah. Which is so We're, close to Burt Lancaster that it's. And they did live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Ah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> by that argument, what you meant to say is that Elizabeth Taylor was married to Jen Burton. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 In the town of the Transit Was married to Burt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. But not Ernie. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that was all to preface. I have an ad. Yay. And here it is. Hey there. Are you looking for a treat? for your daily, you know, in your life when you want, you know, sometimes you might want a piece of candy, but you think, you know, candy's a little too much. I'm what? getting older and I need to think about my choices. 
Well, we've got the right thing for you. It's called Blandy. It's not quite candy. It's like halfway to candy. Not even halfway. It's like part of the way. It's close to it. It'll make you think of candy. Like you're having something nice, but it's not. It's a, it's just a swirly little thing in various flavors, like some generic mint flavor, probably a fruit. And is it supposed to be this hard? Make sure you get a full what? bowl of Blandy for your grandmother's house, your aunt's hallway closet, and for your kid's uh, secret Santa. All the times that you want Blandy in your life, it's there for you. Blandy is affordable, it's organic, non-GMO, there's basically nothing in it. It's just a bunch of, like, you know, animal gelatin and artificial flavoring. Maybe some of those have JMOs in them. It's artificial, after all. But, you know, eh, it's not that big a deal. Fun fact about Blandy, it's the inspiration for the Kurt Vonnegut novel Naked Lunch. So go to your local store, pass the candy aisle, and get yourself a pack of Blandy today. That checks out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the most chill ad I've ever heard. <laughs> was it Naked Lunch? Was the, was it's the Naked Lunch? Yeah. Naked Lunch yeah. is William oh, yeah. H. You know, it's it's yeah. not often I say this, um, but that that candy commercial was had some real literary sight problems. <laughs> I think you're thinking of William S. Burroughs Slaughterhouse Five. Uh, that candy commercial seriously misquoted <laughs> William S. Burroughs. I think it was him. Um, no, they are going to get this shit suit out of them by Smarties. <laughs> <laughs> the original Blandy. Oh, I love Smarties. Um, I love Smarties, too. Why are people against Smarties? They're so delicious. I eat them because as well I, because I need something bland in my life. Smarties they is don't, like real life bland. What are we doing? The oh. thing about Smarties is they have a bunch of different colors, mm -hmm. but that's it. Right. Like, yeah, it's the what, same oh, flavor Because we love I, candy that tastes like colors. What are, guys, come on. Sweet flavor. I've never known what an individual Smartie tastes like because I always open the whole thing and shove it all in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. Oh, no, I have to do them I, at a time. I do imagine there's a factory with like a big conveyor belt and then sort of like three, uh, three ramps shooting off of it, and it's like Smarties, Necco wafers, Tums. Uh, <laughs> Can you even buy Smarties like in their own thing, or do they only come in a package of like ten other candies? Ooh, a bowl of can. Smarties. You can buy yeah, individual can Smarties. Okay. Yeah. Wait, aren't Smarties the one in the big tube? Yeah. 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 Are you thinking of Sprees, maybe? No, Sprees no, are... No, Sprees are chewy Smarties, basically. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Chewy Smarties. Yeah. Oh, wow. Everybody, everybody's anti-Spree. Wow. I don't remember that Spree Smarties was chewy. Smarties are in the, the wax paper, clear wax paper wrapper. Or thin, cellophane, yeah. Yeah. Very, or cellophane, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, Sprees are like Smarties that have been left under the couch for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they make them. I used to like all of these quite a bit. Sprees yeah. were in some, uh, might still be in some uh, MREs in the military. Oh, wow. Really? Um, oh, wow. Uh, well, speaking of uh, things for other people, uh, not necessarily for me, from uh, a kid to adult, Spree, uh, Smarties rather, made me think of what we used to do with Smarties when I was in middle school was we'd crush them up and pretend that they were cocaine. Yeah, man. Uh, and <laughs> apparently a lot of adults, not me because I'm fucking boring, enjoy drugs. And that's a thing that adults yeah. can do now yeah. is adults can get like politely high and enjoy themselves um, if they weren't like me and cripplingly afraid of addiction. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that is, a, that is a great realization as a, as a kid when you realize 
the fear of addiction. Adults are completely full of shit about right. almost everything. And drugs are such a like great gateway to like reasonable cynicism. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, wait a minute. I did like, what was the one? There was a, uh, um, there was a, oh, it was an anti-drug commercial where it was like somebody like smoking weed. And then the next thing is like a, like terrorists in Libya, like taking their crumpled $2 uh, <laughs> and using them to buy like missiles to, <laughs> to blow up Americans. What? And you're like, this is one of the things where you're like, oh, thank you. Cause I had believed you up to now. Right. But this is ridiculous. It, it's basically the equivalent of the you, you wouldn't download a car commercial. So it's yeah, like, yeah, fuck, yeah. I would. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Right. How old were you guys when you realized that like your parents were just people? Oh, um, I don't, maybe the last year. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say like nine. Really? Yeah. What yeah, happened? my parents got real people real fast. Um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, should we talk off mic? <laughs> I mean, young for me because of the the divorce was was pretty young. I was only like four or five, and shortly after that, you just you grow up. You grow up pretty quick. Uh, you don't grow all the way up, but you just you just yeah. age a few years uh, intellectually, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, sh- you said illusions that it's like your parents are just the superheroes who are going to, mm-hmm. you know, solve everything. Yeah. And I think it's when you, you realize, like, you have to be constantly managing your parents' emotions on their behalf. It's like, you know, mm, yeah. that was a big thing for me growing up was, was my mother is, so, you know, a, a rather so reactive person. Yeah. Um, and so, like. And it, not just me, but like, you know, interacting with other people is like there's certain things where I constantly like in certain conversations, I would have to massage the conversation on her behalf to keep it from going in a direction that I knew would go the wrong direction. You know, like I was a kid, but like I was constantly aware of, oh, this is not going in the right place. I need to step in here and say this so that this doesn't happen mm-hmm. and that doesn't happen and that this thing doesn't blow up in a way that it shouldn't have to. It's like. You know, that that's it's weird for a kid to have to do that and be aware of that and manipulate those situations. And that was a common one. Stop talking, Jet. I'm not going to tell him. You're going to tell him, Jennifer. I married a medium woman. OK, <laughs> yeah. I thought this would be a medium relationship. We would have average children that wouldn't really care about much and would also pronounce Mrs. The way you wanted it pronounced. But that hasn't happened for you, apparently. So why don't you call them in here and let them know where this relationship is going? I, I, fine. I will call them in here and tell them where this relationship is going. I am. I have. God, always, I, I wish you would be more angry. I have <laughs> never claimed to be anything but a medium woman. I know you haven't. So what is the issue? Yeah! What do you want me to be? It's the oh my god! Do you hear yourself? <laughs> I sound normal to me. Oh yes! Yeah, sure. oh, 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 I sound normal to me. Jesus! Fuck! Oh, Look, it was in the other room. It was already a lot for me to have children when I clearly did not want them. You're I told so you that calm. at the beginning. Oh. 
I'll, look, okay, let's just, look. you know what? Let's let's not relitigate how you ended up pregnant when being a medium woman meant that you really had no desire to have children at all, okay? Because it, it was really down the wrong room for me. Okay, guys, welcome to Couples Therapy. I know one of you guys wants to have children. The other of you doesn't. We'll settle this real quick. Rock, paper, scissors, go. All right. <laughs> ah. Well, ah, scissors beats rock. Cut back. <laughs> and that's how we got pregnant. I yeah. lost a game, which is usually played in three rounds, and we did one because and the therapist, was a bad therapist that was because fine. you had paper and he said rock. But I mean, we know what he meant. Mommy, mommy, are you still ambivalent toward me? Yes, honey. Go back to your room. All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. come back, mom. Look, I know it's been a few years since that last conversation. <laughs> yes, you're a full-grown man now. I just want to say, I understand how much you've struggled. And I'm taking this moment to communicate with my emotions just how much I honor your choices and your own direction in your life. Thank you. And so me and the rest of our my 12 brothers and sisters got together. I've lost so many rock, paper, scissors. We, we wanted to come together to tell you just how much we honor who you are. And no matter what choices you've had denied to you, we know that you still have an incredible life of your own self-agency. And that's why we got you this $10 Pete's coffee and tea gift card. <laughs> wow. All 12 of you. That means each of you put in about 80 cents. Uh, that is very right, sweet. Right down to the penny. Okay, like, do we have to put in eighty cents? Like, is, it's eighty cents for everybody here in this in this kid meeting. Like, can can that seems like a lot? Um, I'm a grown ass man now. All right, yeah, but we're kids. I'm the youngest like, we're, okay. doesn't mean that you call me a kid anymore. Jeez, All right, typical Brandon. Ah, let's go, Brandon. Look, guys, look, we have to Venmo something to me. And so 80 cents seemed like a good thing that everybody could handle. All right. I could pick like some people and give them lower numbers, but that would be like me making assumptions about their financial state. I'll do something. And since I'm it's Venmo, it would all be. It's public. 2022. I don't even carry change on me anymore. It's all credit cards. And it's yeah. just, it's all. And to be clear, I say credit cards and I'm just meaning I'm, I'm amassing debt like crazy. Like that. Hey, there's no I way I could possibly. Uh, paid oh, us yeah. off. Uh, no, I mean, we, we have no financial future. a little ill-advised that the oldest of us is 22 and the youngest of us is 10. Um, I Mom yeah. was really bad at rock, paper, scissors, but... <laughs> Anyways, I mean, epic. Um, it seems bad to like just. It's a terrible birth control stuff. Each strategy, of us really. to have 80 cents. I feel like it should kind of change based on how old we are because, like, you know, the youngest, the youngest. Uh, oh, what is this? Affirmative action now okay. or something? Listen, oh, listen. Man. All right. Fine. That doesn't make I'm, any sense. No, wait, wait, I was like, as the 10 year old, oh, yes. I'm yeah. going to just use my allowance and I'm going to kick in five bucks. And I'll cover any of you other Whoa. deadbeats, right? Whoa. I don't want Brandon to have to take <laughs> half of his band fund to go ahead and pay his 80 cents. I don't right? want your so, charity. Hey, we're going on tour this year to Toluca Lake, okay? Uh, hey, where's Bennifer? Cut back. I don't know. I don't keep track of the children. You know that. As a medium woman, I, I am at best a terrible mother. 
that and that's exactly why we're having this conversation. I know, but that's what I'm saying is that you always knew this. I don't know why you're always so angry with me about the children and about our situation when I never lied guys, to you. I never said guys, anything. Guys, the children gave me a ten dollar gift card like, to well, to Pete's Coffee. Not even a good coffee place. We're gonna take a time out, okay? Because. It seems like you guys are getting to a lot of different deeper issues, which is... Hey, welcome to Pete's Coffee. Just take something. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll just... I'll take these weird old Madeline's cookies, and um, can I get, like, a like a tall latte? I'm not we don't have to... coffee. You don't have coffee? Okay. <laughs> uh, can I get, like, a like a, like a lemonade, or... I, we, we, have, we are out of water. You're out of water. Yeah, like technically the city shouldn't cut us off, but we still somehow are out of water. We have some dry tea. Just, is it like in a bag or? It was. So it's just loose tea? Yeah. Okay, yeah, do, you give have, me a do, second, some, me... do you have a bag to put it in or do I just yeah, have to yeah. hold it in my hand? Can you give me a piece of, uh, of uh, printer paper I can just like sweep uh, it off on? Of and then printer sort of paper? It? Uh, well, just white paper. I mean, it doesn't have to be I don't have printer, white paper in I... my purse. I just walked in from the street. Ma'am, oh, uh, ma'am. I got to clean excuse it. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, excuse yeah? me, ma'am. Hey, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, I, I, you come on over here. I, I got a little something for you. <laughs> oh, wow. There's a mystical man in the corner. Yes? No, I'm... I'm Pete. Uh, you oh. are our tenth customer this month, so I'm giving you <laughs> this trophy. Here you go, and the keys to the store. You are oh. now the owner of Pete's Coffee, and I'm oh, free. God. I'm I don't free. Want, wait, what? 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 <laughs> what? <Legit. laughs> I don't think oh. Pete's Coffee is bad. I don't know why it says that. <laughs> Better than coffee bean. Uh, oh, no. They've got the Speculus uh, version of the, the mm. Frappuccino, whatever uh, they call it. Speculus? Coffee bean though? sounds like something you a don't spider. want to hear a gynecologist say. <laughs> I got bit by one of those when I was a kid. I feel like Pete's Coffee might uh, do even better being run by a medium woman. Yeah. I think it would, too. She really put half of her heart. It's kind of it. ambivalent marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. Legit. <laughs> Super legit. Uh, uh, and I think uh, I think that's where we half hardly close this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you as always to Matt Walker for our intro and outro music. This episode was hosted and edited by Jet Kaufman, co-edited and produced by Christian Heffley. And co-hosted by me, Michael Hyman. Every scene you heard today was improvised on the spot, believe it or not, along with some of the ads with only a light touch of editing for your comfort. If you're loving what we're doing, please pause real quick, write a five-star review before you close the app, and tell your friends about us. And of course, tonight's cast includes Chris Compton, Chris Sanders, Jen Burton, Stephen C. James, and Josh Spence. Grande. That's it. That's going to close it out for the Super Legit Podcast tonight. Well, thank you all for joining me again on a wonderful episode of the Super Legit Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Chris Jet Kaufman. And, uh... Uh, uh Jet. Yes? Can, can we start finish recording now? Oh, yes. Everybody, please go home to your individual queen beds and starfish record. I don't believe anything's on. Kick the door 
And one more quick moment from before the show when Jet was overly optimistic about the episode numbering scheme. Well, shall we uh, shall we yeah. get episode two, uh, which technically, if, if everything sticks to schedule, this will be episode 69. Right. Nice. Nice. Talk oh, about oh, finding oh. meaning in numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Why is that? Is that like somebody's birthday or? Uh, yeah. Woodstock. Yes. Woodstock was in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. John. Okay. John F. Yeah. Kennedy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. yeah. It's important. The F stands for fucking. <laughs> John <laughs> Fuckatron Kennedy, the original AI. Cut <laughs> 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 off. We choose to do the hard things because we like to fuck hard. <laughs> This is ask what your country can do to you. <laughs> ask not what you can do to me. Ask what I, how hot I can fuck you. Uh, I don't know. Oh, we got to get him on that. Ikben, I'm fucking you. 